baking had already been my passion. I'd loved to bake. Um, and then, you know, people started saying, hey, can I, you know, can I order a, you know, a cake for my daughter's birthday? I'll pay you. And I was like, pay me? You, you want to pay me for my baking? And it, <laughs> that, it just took me so aback that somebody would pay me for something that I already love to do for people. And it was something that I gifted to people, you know, birthdays, Christmas. It was something that I gave to people out of pure love. And it just kind of started to evolve from there. In today's episode, we get to meet Kyla Gaduso. Yes, I think I nailed that last name for you there, Kyla. She's a mom of two amazing teenagers and married to her husband, Jeff, for over 19 years. She's also the owner of her home-based business, All You Need Is Love and a Cupcake. After volunteering and spending countless hours helping raise her children, working with Girl Guides of Canada and South Okanagan Youth Soccer Association and the Summerland Montessori School, she has eventually found herself with a little bit more time. And as her kids have become more independent, she realized that as friends started asking her to bake for them uh, and offering to pay her, that she could turn it into her own home-based business. Today, we get to talk about how that transpired and what she's doing now. Kyla says nothing gives her more pleasure than people enjoying her baked goods. She is incredible at this. And what I learned in the episode is that she doesn't even like sweets. What? <laughs> it's a great podcast. Kyla has so much insight. We get to talk about looking for what you love. And this is something you might want to think about yourself. If you're thinking about starting your own business or wondering if there's an opportunity for you to be, do a side hustle or become an entrepreneur, is there something people are offering to pay you for that you already do and that you love to do? If so, that might be a business opportunity for you. Also, Kyla is an expert at what I call L-A-Y-G. So back in the restaurant industry, and I'm not sure if this is a term elsewhere, but C-A-Y-G is an acronym that means clean as you go. It's really the principle that what you do along the way helps make things easier for you in the end. For me and the discovery course, L-A-Y-G stands for learn as you go. Kyla is a great example of doing something that she loves and then continuing to learn as she develops her business. We get to talk about how she utilizes Instagram and now Facebook for marketing, and also how sometimes staying small is exactly what you want. Thank you for joining us today and have fun while you listen in. Welcome to the My Kind Podcast, where we get to connect with beautiful and talented women who inspire us with their stories about how they've started their business or brand. We get to explore the many ways people have chosen to focus on discovering their passions and purpose in life. The stories are as endless as there are people, but there are many common threads that hold us together through this path. At My Kind, we get to emphasize the different stages of this process, both the difficult and the inspiring. Do you want to make the most out of your day, your week, 
in these months and this year? I know I do, but not at the expense of my happiness or time with loved ones. So let's figure out how and go on this journey together. Kyla, welcome to the My Kind Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Now, I have to admit, and I know we just talked about this, but I've known you for, what, two years now? Yeah, for sure. At least two years. Yeah. Every single time I read your last name, I've questioned, <laughs> I've actually usually said it two or three times different ways to myself and, and tried to justify why that was the right way to say it. <laughs> That's okay, because nobody can pronounce it. It is uh, an anomaly of itself. I couldn't have married someone with a normal last name. I had to marry an Italian with a super unpronounceable last name of Gaduso. Gaduso. And so I've said Gauduicio or yep. Gaduso, Gauduso or Oh, yeah. Telemarketers, tel- telemarketing <laughs> agents have like the best time calling my house. Oh, that's, that's almost funny. Actually, you're like, is that my name? Nope, that's not me. Oh, no, I know when they call and they're like, Hi, can I speak with Mr. and Mrs. God? We and I'm like, Oh, sorry, wrong number. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, thank you for clearing up my two year stress. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. And uh, so I, I was lucky enough to discover your amazing baking craftsmanship uh and I personally on a when I saw your card all you need is uh love and a cupcake I thought oh my gosh that's so sweet and I never I never even went back and asked you how you came up with that name you know I got asked one time um this was before I even started doing um business cupcakes and cakes for um for money I got asked by someone to do their wedding and she said to me oh I want to thank you in my wedding speech who should I thank like what business name should I thank and honest to goodness that name just popped into my head and I said it to her and then I had to go back and google to make sure nobody (laughs) else had that business name and nobody did and I was like oh my gosh that's the name like it was the first thing that popped into my head and it's kind of stuck ever since Oh, that is so cool. And you, I mean, oh my gosh, they are amazing. Thank and you. every time I think about needing to order cupcakes or a special cake, I'm like, okay, I got to call Kyla for this one. Thank <laughs> you. I love it. Yeah, they're unreal. I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really pumped to get into your business and how you created it and where you're going with it. Um, but I always love to go back to a couple of things. One is is the backstory of how you got to where you are. And the other, just to make it light and fun in the beginning, is to ask you a few questions, maybe about things that, you know, you maybe you and I have never talked about either. For sure. Um, so uh, let's start with what's something you think people don't know about you? Oh, you know, even though when you do know me, I come across as this, you know, very bubbly and outgoing and loud personality. 
until I know you, I am actually one of the most shyest people that you will ever know. If you get me into a group of people that I don't know, I'm the person that is not talking and is usually like hiding behind other people until I know you. What? Yeah, I know. (laughs) People are so surprised by this, but I'll, you know, if Jeff and I are out and we're in a new group of people, it actually gets commented on by the people who do know me. Like they'll come up and say, are you okay? Is there something wrong? But it's because I don't know that new group of people. And I'd like to kind of sit back and, and watch the people and see what kind of vibe they're giving off, what kind of people they are before I interact with them and get to know them. And then once you get to know me, oh, all bets are off. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, you're pretty fun. <laughs> For sure. hey. <laughs> you know, that's so funny because I feel like I've had this conversation with so many people lately. Um, and you know how before introversion and extroversion was just like, are you introverted? Are you extroverted? Yes. Now it's a scale, right? And I feel like more people are falling somewhere in the middle of the scale. Oh, yeah. And the way that they express themselves extrovertedly, I don't know if that's the right word, or introvertedly is really is really interesting to me is how do you get both of those aspects that you need to feel your your personal balance so that'll be fun to talk about I think oh yeah well and I also think too that falling on that scale depends on who you're with and your surroundings because I feel like I'm more introverted with certain people and more extroverted with certain people because it's based on their personalities as well yeah you are so bang on with that that that's that's a whole science in and of itself I think too yeah Yeah. (laughs) what else so I was wondering if you because I've only known you for a little bit and we're now into the middle of our lives I would say Mm. uh, (laughs) what's something that uh changed the course of your life Oh, good. I know for sure. Becoming a mom for sure. 110%. So I, my, my, I have three best friends that have been my best friends since um, early elementary school. And at my wedding, part of their speech was that they, they knew they, they always knew that my dream was to become a mom because I talked about it our whole lives about becoming a mom. So when I found out that I was pregnant with Nyla, it was like everything shifted and everything for me clicked into place and just felt right. And it just made my life, oh, so much more fulfilling. It, it just made everything so much more beautiful and it just gave me so much more purpose. Mm. And that's, you know what, that's another topic of the podcast. I'm not sure if you've heard that thread through the ones you've listened to, but I'm so curious about what different people feel gives them purpose and meaning or fulfillment in their lives. Well, and I know that like every parent says like, oh, my children fulfill me. They give me purpose. Well, I would hope that most parents say that, but literally for me, like, if people had asked me in elementary school, in junior high school, in high school, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? My answer was always a mom. That's amazing because, you know, I think it's important to also be able to interrogate your reality. And for me, that was not my reality. I, I was in and out of that idea for, I'd say, until I was about 28 Oh, wow. Really? You know? Yeah. So 
that is super cool that that is what, well, and that, that came true for you, um, so early in your, in your life. And that's really what you wanted. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, she, and she was not a planned step for us. Jeff and I had, you know, been dating a few years. We had just bought our few, our, our, sorry, our first house. And I had been having stomach pains and Jeff was cooking dinner and he said, why don't you just pop down to the clinic and find out, you know, what's going on? And I was like, okay. He's like, I'll just, I'll cook dinner and I'll see you when you get back. And I was like, all right, went down to the clinic and the doctor said, oh, you know what? It's probably just a bladder infection. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So he had me do a, you know, a urine sample and he came back in the room about 10 minutes later and he said, do you want the unexpected news or the bad news? And I was like, well, I want the bad news first. And he said, you have a bladder infection. I was like, oh, okay, that's not that bad. You can give me medication, right? He's like, oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, well, what's the unexpected news? It never even crossed my mind. And he said, you're pregnant. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And he said, yeah, you are pregnant. And then, you know, gave me some information, said, make an appointment with your family doctor. And I had to get in my car and drive home to tell Jeff. And I walked in the house and I, I still see him so clearly standing at the stove in our house that we had just bought. And he was stirring something at the stove. His back was turned to me. And he's like, hey, what did the doctor say? And I said, do you want the bad news or the unexpected news? <laughs> and he also said, I want the bad news. And I said, I have a bladder infection. And he said, oh, well, the doctor gave you medication, right? We're so much alike. And I was like, yes. And he said, well, what's the unexpected news? And I said, we're having a baby. And he turned all the knobs off on the stove put down the wooden spoon that he was stirring with and just started walking around our house in circles, not saying a word for a half an hour. <laughs> and that was when our lives totally changed. <laughs> just walking around the house in circles. Yeah. Basically. It was just hilarious. And I, at that time I didn't even have a family doctor and he said to me, um, Kai, you know, my family doctor has been my doctor since I was three years old. You're going to need to book an appointment with him. He is unbelievable. You'll love him so much. And I was like, okay. And so I booked an appointment with him and I was able to get in. I think it was the next day or the day after. And I remember him walking into the room and I did my first impression of him was that he looked like a soap opera doctor, like <laughs> tall and handsome, super tanned with like silver, like wing back hair and he just gathered my hands in his hands and looked in my eyes and said so we're having a baby and I was like oh this is the doctor for me I love you please deliver <laughs> my baby and, that and was then it. you hear the like the the soap opera song playing I know. <laughs> days of our lives totally but little I didn't even know at that time that he was the doctor for Jeff's mom and dad his sister his aunt his uncle his cousin so he literally was the Gaduso family doctor and had done all this you know doctoring for everybody and he had was our doctor up until we moved up to the Okanagan and he was fantastic but it turns out, I mean, this is a story for another day, but it turned out that the day that Nyla decided to arrive was Labor Day day and he was on vacation. So we had another doctor deliver her. <laughs> Dang it. I, I know. know. That's just Murphy's Law. <laughs> it totally, I know. And he came in the next day and he said, you couldn't have waited just one more day. And I was like, no, but yeah, 
but that such a like a, a life changing thing, right? Like when anybody has a baby, and I was couldn't have been happier. And honestly, she's brought nothing but joy to us and the people that know her. And yeah, just changed everything. That's amazing. So I was wondering, we may have talked about this before, but having a family and moving here to the Okanagan, was that something that was precipitated by the realization that you were having a family? No. Or did that happen? How did that happen? No. So we had never planned on, that, that was never even, it wasn't even a thought in our heads. Um, Jeff and I actually met at TELUS and uh, started dating at TELUS. And um, he started taking courses um, while working um, to do more of the hands-on stuff at TELUS. We were both working desk jobs there. And when he completed all his courses um, to do installation and repairs through TELUS, um, he started looking at the job postings. And the job postings, none of them were for the Lower Mainland at that time. Um, Nyla was at this time, she was, uh, I think, like five or six. And Tavian was about three. And he started interviewing on job postings out of town just to see what he could get. And on the same day, he got offered a position in Nanaimo and Penticton. And I said to him, there is no way that you are going to Nanaimo. We're not doing the whole ferry thing. It's way too expensive. <laughs> um, but Penticton, we'd always vacationed up here and we loved it. So in the end, he ended up taking the position in Penticton and for two years commuted every single weekend home to mission to the kids and I, um, but lived up here in a condo, in a one bedroom condo. So he would work Monday to Friday in Penticton and would come home on the weekends um, while I worked full-time shift work still at TELUS and we got help with some daycare and that's what we did. But after two years, it was just getting too hard on the kids and for our marriage. And so we decided that, you know, it's time to um, make a make a choice. And by this time also, I was having a few health issues. And so we decided that for for everybody all around that we would make the make the move up here. So Jeff had been working all over the Okanagan by this time. And he said, Summerland is beautiful. My friend Adam lives in Summerland. Why don't we take a look at some uh, some places here in Summerland? And that's how we ended up here. Wow. And I know you and I have talked about that long distance traveling. You've done it so many years in a row as well. And it gets so draining. Yes. What did you and Jeff tell yourselves to get through it? We, I think mostly like we can do this. Like it's going to be hard at first, uh, but we're doing this for our family and we're doing, we were doing this also for Jeff's mental health. He loved the job so much. Um, but he, and so, you know, I was, wanted him to be happy in his job and I loved my job on the coast. Um, so we were doing it both for our, you know, for both of us to be happy and fulfilled in our, in both of our jobs. And we had all of our family on the coast. So we wanted our kids to still be around all the family. So if Jeff had to sacrifice being away from the kids Monday to Friday to make it work, we just had to just to believe that we could do this. But after two years of doing it, it was just getting to be too hard. And Tavian was at an age where it was, you know, I want daddy, 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 Um, (laughs) you know, and also like being a single mom, you know, Monday to Friday was really tough. Um, and working shift work at that time, also very tough. Thank goodness I got to work from home for TELUS, which was amazing. Um, so that definitely made things easier. And we have a super supportive family. 
um, that helped us out, which was great. But in the end, moving to the Okanagan was our number one best family decision we ever made, for sure. Wow. So did you, going back into the middle of that, did you have to ask, tell us if you could work from home at that point or... Well, uh, how did you do that? I was already working from home when Jeff got the posting uh, uh, in Penticton. So that was great. Um, it just meant for me that, you know, on my breaks um, while I was working from home, I could, you know, put dinner in the oven. I could quickly vacuum the house and do the things while the kids were at school and preschool and daycare. Um, and then towards the, towards the end of that time, um, I started having some medical conditions with migraines. So I was actually starting to take some time off um, to try to, you know, get those migraines under control. And in the end, I ended up having to go on long-term disability. And this was all towards my journey of moving up to the Okanagan. And even while we were here, um, we were trying to figure out like, if I go back to work, if I can go back to work, how would that, what would that look like? And um, even still now, like the migraines are a huge part of my life. Um, something that we have been <laughs> um, under, you know, I'm under the care of a neuro, uh, a neurologist and a neurosurgeon. Um, I'm on different medications and that affects my day-to-day -day life even now. Wow. Are you talking about uh, like almost 20 years of migraines? Uh, so we're on year 12 now. Year 12. Oh, yeah. Wow. And it's just something that, you know, I had been super, super healthy woke up one day, had a headache and was like, Oh, that's weird. I don't really get headaches. And then they got progressively stronger and more frequent and went to the doctor and just said, you know, it's weird. I'm getting these headaches. I don't really know where they're coming from or why. And that started a 12 year medical journey of seeing numerous doctors and trying numerous medications, trying alternative therapies um, doing the gambit of different things to try to get them under control. And um, they're still not under control, unfortunately. And I don't know if they ever will be, but I kind of just plan my life around my migraines. Around your migraines. Wow. Yeah. Well, on a sidebar, we should chat about that one day because I started to have migraines after a car accident, but oh. not until about six months after. Okay. And I had them for almost a decade. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And um, I did do some interesting, you know, trials for oh. you name it. Um, but we should definitely chat about we that. We are definitely having a conversation about that. I didn't for know sure. that about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're definitely going to talk about that. Okay, done. <laughs> Sidebar. Yes. Um, so did you view your move then as a as an opportunity to really develop your family into one place that would then become where they grew up and came from. And how did, how did you, um, how did you frame that with the kids? Well, the kids were really, really sad when we told them that we were moving four hours away from everybody that they knew and loved. <laughs> yeah. um, we initially tried bribing Nyla with a horse <laughs> and then we found out that she was anaphylactic around horses Oh my um, goodness. I know. So that we tried bribing her with a cat and then we found out that she was highly allergic to cats as well. Oh, um, no. So we ended up getting her a fired belly newt, which 
I don't know if you re- recently saw my Instagram story, but he just passed away last week. I did see that. <laughs> no, tiny news. Oh. Um, not that she was devastated about it, but you know, there we are. Um, but once they got here and um, we put them into the Summerline Montessori school, which that I honestly believe was probably the best decision for the kids emotionally, socially, and mentally, because we were so accepted into that community of families right off the bat. It was, I think, a week after they started going to school there, Nyla was on her first sleepover, her first birthday party. She had this whole group of little friends to play with. I had a whole new mom group that I had never experienced at her previous public school where she was um, bullied, unfortunately, for two years. And I don't use that word lightly because I truly understand the, the, that word. And I believe that it's super overused and misused by a lot of people. But um, once we were here, it was just such a warm and welcoming school for us and the community itself. I was blown away having been, you know, brought up on the coast where it's, you know, big bad city. And I was, you know, brought up on the mean streets of Port Moody and Burnaby to (laughs) Summerland where people look you in the eye and say good morning to you as you're walking down the street and you're just like, what is happening? Why are, why are people saying good morning to me? This is so weird. Um, You know what's so funny is I had the opposite experience when I was 24 and moved to Vancouver and would oh. walk down the street and like have my coffee walking down the street I'd be like good morning and people would look at me and they would frown or they yes. would like actually step out of the way yes. and I was like okay um apparently it's me no that's just like if you're brought up there you know not to look anyone in the eye or talk to anybody at all but here it was, you know, it was just such a lovely place. I mean, there was so many things to get used to, like everything closes at 6pm. And you're like, why? Um, but then you, you know, you get used to it. But I remember my mother in law coming up uh, in October. So we moved here Labor Day weekend in 2009. And she came up middle of October. And I had just I'd been a girl guide leader now in the community for six weeks in Summerland. And the girls had named me Silver Owl. And we were my mother-in-law and I were walking down Main Street in Summerland. Uh, It was after school. And, you know, we're walking down the street and people are like, girls were like, hi, Silver Owl. And my mother-in-law was like, (laughs) what is happening right now? And I was like, this is what it's like to live in a small community. Everybody talks to you. It's so crazy. And she's like, I don't know where you've moved to, but this is like being in a time warp. And I was like, I know it's so great. (laughs) But I love it. I love it. I literally would never, ever, ever, ever move away from this place. There's nothing that could cause me to move away. Oh. That's amazing. Let's take a little break now. I'd love to tell you a little bit about the My Kind Discovery course. Are you thinking about changing directions in your career? Possibly you're contemplating a pivot or maybe dreaming of a side hustle. Or do you just want to try to find more time in your day to live your ideal life? Often with these types of decisions come the big questions of life. What's my purpose? How do I know what I do next will be better than what I'm doing right now? Am I worthy? So many of us feel the imposter syndrome. My Kind is launching a four-week course to help answer 
your burning questions and create a clear idea for your next steps. We will be diving into the process of how to go from passion to purpose by using proven self-discovery methods focused on distilling your talents, skills, and passions into a framework that can help you feel confident in your purpose. You'll receive one-on-one coaching and feedback. You'll also get a boost of inspiration and motivation by working with the other amazing women in the course looking to level up on life. Join the waitlist right now for a chance to experience the power of self-discovery at mykind.ca slash discovery. Okay, let's get back into the podcast. So you, you made the leap to a small town, you had your children, and then where did you go from, obviously, anyone who has small children knows <laughs> your life is in a time warp for yes. a period of time. How did you go from, you know, your main love and your main focus being to raise your children to also asking yourself, what am I going to do? otherwise for myself, or maybe mm-hmm. I have a little more time, what am I going to do with that? How did that develop? And how did you ask yourself that question? Well, I think, and you'll find this, you will totally find this with Octavia too, as she gets older that, you know, even with my migraine disability, I was, you know, you're in it with the parenting, the kids are at school, you start going to their activities, you maybe start volunteering with certain things. Um, the Montessori school was, you had a commitment to volunteer 40 hours a year, which sounds like a lot, but I was volunteering like 20 hours a month. So it wasn't really a lot because I had this free time on my hands. So, you know, I was running the hot lunch program. I was on the sewing committee. I was on the fundraising committee. I eventually joined the board of directors because it is a not-for-profit organization that's dependent on a lot of fundraising. And I found that I was busier as a non-working mom than I was as a working mom. (laughs) And I, you know, eventually, you know, was on the board of directors at the soccer club because Tavian was involved with soccer. And then as a girl guide leader, I was not only Nyla's girl guide leader, but then I became the district commissioner for the South Okanagan. So I was filling my time with all these different things because I couldn't just sit at home and dwell on the fact that I couldn't work due to my disability. And thankfully with volunteering, you do it, you really do do it on your own time. So if I was having a bad migraine day, well, then I put things off to the side. I can't help this day because I'm suffering right now. If I was having a great day, awesome. Let's nail down the 5 million things that are on my to-do list with the soccer organization, (laughs) girl guides, the school, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I just ended up being so involved with so many different volunteering things. And now that my kids are older, I found yet again, I had some time on my hands because we're not at the Montessori school anymore. Tavian's not doing soccer. Nyla's just graduated. So there isn't girl guides anymore. So it was, you know, baking had already been my passion. I'd loved to bake. Um, And then, you know, people started saying, hey, can I, you know, can I order a, you know, a cake for my daughter's birthday? I'll pay you. And I was like, pay me? You, you want to pay me for my baking? <laughs> and it, that, it just took me so aback that somebody would pay me for something 
that I already love to do for people. And it was something that I gifted to people, you know, birthdays, Christmas. It was something that I gave to people out of pure love. And it just kind of started to evolve from there. Ah, and now I'm seeing the tie-in to the name as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. So it sounds like it was a very, very organic beginning to that. And how has that developed? So a couple, I would say, so it's been about two years now um, that it started where people started asking me about buying my baking. And I thought, huh, maybe I should like, like make a little Instagram page. um, And I'll just post my baking on there, like what I bake, but I'm not going to like advertise it as business as such. I'm just going to post like cute things that I've made on there. So but it started with the name that all you need is love in a cupcake. So I started an Instagram page and just started posting, you know, things that I was baking. And then people started DMing me like, hi, I'd like to order some cupcakes. Hi, I'd like to order a cake. And I was like, what? I don't understand what's happening right now. Why are people <laughs> asking to order things? And one, uh, one specific instance, um, not uh, the summer of 2020, but the summer of 2019, my cousin who lives on the coast, her and her husband were having their um, uh, wedding at a winery out in, um, uh, oh, I can't even remember the name of the place. But anyways, um, and she said, hey, I want you to do my wedding cake and my cupcakes, but I, they need you to have your food safe. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can totally get my food safe and I probably should have my food safe. So mm-hmm. I went online and I ordered the course and I started doing all the coursework and, you know, I, I finished the, uh, finished the, the food safe course and I did her wedding and, uh, vintage origami, who's an event planner. Ah, Eureka. Yes. She's yes. amazing. She is. So she was their wedding planner and she said, oh. do you mind if I post photos of your cake and cupcakes on my Instagram? And I was like, what? why yes please and she said and can I take you and I was like oh my gosh could you um yeah so she did and then everything just blew up so So, shout out to Eureka (laughs) were you so Eureka you rock yes (laughs) uh yeah she's actually looking at doing a very large wedding here next year but she is so cool oh so when you lovely when you got to that point where you're like, do I need a commercial kitchen or yeah. how did you decide, uh, okay, I'm going to stay this small or I'm going to do what I can or what can I do in a day? How did you figure out what you could do in a day and what you wanted to do? Well, so I, so I, <laughs> so it's kind of like being between a rock and a hard place. So it's like, I only have so many hours in a day and I'm just one person. And I still have these two teenagers that require a lot of, of my time. So Mm -hmm. I kind of, I, I started advertising, but on a small scale. So, you know, if it worked in my schedule, I took those clients on and then I started getting a regular client base where people I knew ahead of time, like, okay, these people are going to order on a monthly basis. These people are going to order on those birthdays. I know these people are going to order for their occasions. And so I, I kept it small enough where it works and fits in my schedule where I don't quite need in a commercial kitchen just yet. One day, those are like goals in the future, 110%. But I have had to say no to people when it just gets too crazy for me. 
But for instance, last October, I had mm-hmm. someone approach me and say, hey, out of curiosity, do you sell your holiday baking? So to add on to that, my holiday baking is something that I gift to those that I love that are near and dear to me. And it's not just like, here's a cake. It is a box filled with at least a di- six to 12 different kinds of baking bars, cookies, tarts. And they're only given out to a select number of people because this is my heart and soul. It takes a lot of my time and energy to do these boxes. Mm -hmm. But I had someone say, would you consider selling me some of your Christmas baking? I don't have time to do Christmas baking this year. And that's where I kind of developed the holiday baking box. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to make one have my girlfriend Tracy sample it and photograph it. I'm going to put it on my Instagram and just see if people want holiday baking because at this time people are still at home. It's still a pandemic. Maybe people are spending time in their kitchen doing holiday baking with their kids and family. Maybe this won't fly. And boy, was I wrong. It it (laughs) exploded beyond my wildest dreams. I ended up doing so many holiday baking boxes that not even at the end of Christmas vacation, I was already getting DMs asking if I was doing a Valentine baking box. Wow. So then I was like, well, I guess this is a thing now. So then I developed the Valentine baking box. I did the Easter baking box. And then I was like, is this like a niche market now? Or can I take a little step back from that and do something different for Mother's Day and Father's Day, which I did. However, I've already gotten pre-orders for my holiday baking box for this coming year where I'm at the point where I don't even think I have so many orders that I can't even offer them publicly. That is amazing. And you know what? I know myself and you as well know I I order cakes from you and cupcakes from you. And I was going to order a Christmas box. And then I had these grand ambitions that I was going to have enough time to do all the normal baking that I would do. But 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 I, you know, I'm busy. And so I, I didn't do it. And then I was like, ah, oh, why didn't I order Kyla's Christmas oh, baby no. box? But you know what it did is it reframed it for me. I realized, you know what? I, I make wine. Yeah. Kyla does amazing baking. I'm going <laughs> to make wine. Kyla can do the baking. We can all have our own thing. And we'll just like trade around totally. our talents. 110%. And I also do, I do love the idea that if someone has something to offer, like we should totally do Tracy's. I would totally be up to that. I've had a couple people approach me and say, hey, I offered this from home. Would you be interested in doing like a trade? I'm like, yes, 110% I would be interested in that. Right. Well, I mean, and uh, oh, here's another question I've had for you. Yeah. Obviously, just the general baking style that you have has been developed over a long time. But how did you develop your look or your style? Like, did you, how how did you do, how do you do that? Trial and error and making a lot of people eat my baked goods. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what it comes down to. But I spend any free time that I have, which isn't a huge amount, but I do have, um, an online account with a a company called Craftsy where they do online uh, baking tutorials. 
but I also spend a lot of time watching Instagram tutorials, YouTube tutorials. And so then I like to kind of play around with different things at home. And then I gift those things to people and say, like, taste it, look at it, tell me what you think of it. It's gotten to the point, though, where my family, when they see baking on the counter, they're like, oh, no, not another cupcake. (laughs) And I'm like, do you realize how terribly spoiled you sound right now? So I rarely leave baked goods on my counter anymore because often, more often than not, I end up having to throw it away after two days because no one in my house will eat it anymore because they're (laughs) literally sick and tired of eating my baked goods. That's terrible I know also excited at the same time. I know and trust me I mean I have neighbors that are like uh if your family is not going to eat your baked goods please just walk over to my house with your baked goods and so uh, I'm, I'm bringing yeah. over like plates of baked goods to people now and saying like please eat these baked goods because otherwise they're just going to go in the garbage and they're more than happy to do that for me so yeah. Lots of online tutorials, a lot of trial and error, lots of stuff ending up in the garbage if it doesn't work out because I'm not going to give baked goods to people that I don't personally love. I I don't eat any of my baking personally because I'm not a I'm not a sweets person, but I do taste test everything I bake. And if I for me, honest to goodness, if it is not good to me and I have very high standards and my three best friends will tell you that. The first thing I look at when we go to a, a restaurant is the dessert menu because I, <laughs> I, I always will order dessert and I will never share with anybody, but I, I have super high standards. So if I taste it and I don't like it, it's garbage. I'm never doing it again. That is something I didn't know about you. I, <laughs> I didn't realize you didn't even like sweets. I know it's, it's one of those things, but I do like to taste sweets at other restaurants to see what they're offering, what it tastes like. Is it good? Is it something that I want to maybe try myself? Is it something that I want to like um, experiment with? I'm just always interested to see what's out there. Yeah. And so is it more the goal of doing something you like to do aka the baking and having creativity yes in the artistry yeah definitely my best friend just asked me the other day she said do you still love baking like is this something you're still passionate about a couple years into doing this for other people and I said a hundred percent yes if I wasn't still passionate about this if I didn't still love feeding people my baking and and seeing their reaction to it I would not do this at all wow that's so neat so one of the things that I love to explore the idea of in the podcast is how people find fulfillment how they find purpose and meaning in their lives and it sounds like your early adulthood was really focused around motherhood and it was something you really wanted and you got it so yay Uh, and then that this second part that came in really happened without you even realizing it was something you wanted totally yes and now how do you deal with that I think just letting it like I'm I'm just really right now going with the flow especially during a pandemic it's like just seeing where this is going to take me I have reached out to a couple wineries and offered them um, cupcakes on order. Like if you want 
you know, are you interested in having boxes of four cupcakes to have there so that people when they're out on your patio can have a sweet thing with their glass of wine. So it's, I, I think that there's a lot of further development that can be done with this. But am I at the point of going 110% full forward? No, with the kids still at home, I don't have that full on yet. But I think come next year, um, and over the next year, while I wait for my last one to graduate, I think it gives me a lot of time to further look into where I can take myself. Yeah, you're basically giving yourself a full license for testing grounds. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Maybe in a year, who knows what can happen in a year. That's the other thing too. But for right now, I'm super content with where I'm at. I love doing what I'm doing. I'm always, you know, looking creatively to see like where I can go. And I'm just kind of going with the flow. But you know, I'm very organized. I have my planner on me at all times. I'm constantly writing things down. I'm writing things down now as I'm talking to you. And (laughs) I'm just always making notes like it that's in order to be an organized business person I believe that you have to stay on task I believe you have to always make sure that you're managing your time accurately I don't want to disappoint anybody so if someone asks me to do something that is not in my wheelhouse I do have to say unfortunately that that is not for me to do for you because I don't want to disappoint you I can do this for you but if that doesn't work for you I can I can totally recommend other people that can do what you're looking for. Which is an amazing awareness of your limits as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, I'm not and also what you can do. Yeah. I mean, if I was a professional, you know, pastry chef and I was saying no to people because I wasn't adept at what I was doing, I mean, I might question that. But I mean, I am a self-taught home baker just doing things as I'm learning them. And if I don't feel comfortable with it and I, and I can't give you something that I'm happy with, I am not going to do that for you. There is no way. My biggest fear is disappointing someone. Yeah. And that is, I, I think when someone is committed to what they're doing, dealing with disappointment is, is just, it's almost insurmountable because you can't go back and change it. no, Oh my so you gosh, might as no. well just send them to someone else who can do it. A hundred percent. And there's so many fabulous bakers in the South Okanagan that I've touched base with. And quite a, like, there's a couple of them for sure that I have recommended people to, to say, Hey, I can't do this for you, but totally go and check this person out. And that person has come back to me and said, thank you so much. Like they totally exceeded my expectations, but for what you do, I will totally keep you in mind for further, you know, orders. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. And support local businesses. Like you should be supporting the people that are in your community, even if it's not, even if it is someone that's in your, you know, genre. Like I, I totally support those people too. There's, there's enough space here for everybody. There absolutely is. I think that's the thing is uh, that stops a lot of people from going towards what you, it sounds like it happened very organically but for a lot of people, going after their dreams involves confronting their, you know, their competition. Yes. And being okay with the fact that they may be coming up against something that's similar, but maybe not the same and just still doing it anyways. Oh, yeah. 
you now have that, right? Because now you're in the game and you see other people who are doing it as well. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, there are people that are better than me and that I think are better than me for sure. And kudos to them. That's amazing. I mean, I would never say to a a client like, oh, hey, I suck. That person's better. You should go to them. But I would say to someone like, hey, you should check out these other people. Take a look at their photos on their, you know, Instagram, Facebook. I look like someone that you want to invest your time and money into. Great. If I don't, these are some other people you should look at. Absolutely. And you know what, in my relation to that with the wine industry, a major faux pas is to say, you know, don't go to this place because they X, 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 like they don't, they don't give good service or they don't have good wine. You just, right. You just don't do that. Recommend what you do like. Yes. And, and don't talk about, you know, other people badly. Uh, I totally (laughs) agree. I totally, totally agree with that. Yeah, especially considering all the social media. Oh, social media is the worst. Oh, my gosh. Um, Oh, I have another question. Yeah. Because this is so new for you, although it's not really, right? Like, you've been baking and loving baking for so long. Yes. But but the the factor of, like, oh, this could be a business for me, and people are coming to me that I haven't even thought out. How did you... What did you learn about that in the last year that you didn't know before? Oh, goodness. Um, that social media is where it's at. <laughs> mm. I never thought that I would depend on social media so much for advertising and free advertising at that, um, which is awesome. Also, word of mouth. Like, I never really took into consideration word of mouth. And then I get... DMs all the time like oh so and so recommended me to you oh so and so said that they had your cupcakes or I had your cake at this person's house I would love to order from you so I really do believe that you know by putting out your best your best foot forward um, is is key that's definitely what I've learned this year is by doing that you're definitely going to gain a lot of success from that and making sure that you're utilizing your social media to your best ability that's a great point um and in terms of that how much time do you think you spend on it oh I mean I definitely could be spending way more time on social media and I do one of my goals this summer I'm gonna give myself a deadline of by the end of the summer I initially only used Instagram because I feel like it's a young person's game so to speak Mm. but I'm finding so many people are tagging my personal Facebook for people to get in touch with me on for my business on Facebook and I don't have a business Facebook account so I feel like I really need to make that a goal is to have a Facebook account by the end of the summer I initially didn't use it because I was like only older people really use Facebook and do I really want to go down that road? And it seems like it's a lot of time and effort to maintain two social media accounts for one business. But now I'm seeing the value of Facebook and using it. And after listening to your podcast with Courtney and how much she utilizes Facebook, I now see how much I could totally be using that. And I would definitely make that a goal to have that done. So 
just on the Instagram, I definitely could use more time, but I do use Instagram for more than just my personal and my business posts. I use it to like take online tutorials, watch Instagram stories on bakers. I watch reels and IGTVs on how to decorate. So I spend more time watching stuff than I do on posting stuff, which is probably not the right answer. Well, I mean, I don't think there is any right answer. I think that's the that's the interesting conundrum of how to develop and build a business based around your passion and also how you learn and grow in in the time that you have. Yes. So that's a that's a big part of developing your business. I mean, you can start a business, but then you also have to develop it. You have to grow it, you have to build it, you yeah. have to market it. There's not um there's not only one way to do that. No, there definitely isn't. And I could definitely be learning more, even with the Instagram side, like teaching myself how to do reels and, and doing different things with video. And I definitely need to, you know, figure out how to set myself up to take more videos and stuff like that. But I'm super camera shy. Um, So I, I need to kind of step out of my comfort zone with that and start doing more with that too. So also a goal for this summer is to jump on that a little bit more too. So I would say this summer is going to be the summer of more social media for all you need is love and a cupcake and learning from that too. And that's your research kind of like, that's your research basis is when I have extra time, this is what I'm going to look into. Exactly. Very cool. Very cool. I also think that um, there's got to be an interesting rabbit hole on the internet for where you might look to discover the types of marketing that fit your personality profile. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I've been wondering about that lately, which is something that is just a question mark in my mind. But how do you, is there, is there a marketing funnel that fits a personality t- profile type, like all extroverted or extro- introverted or, um, you know, a, a combination of the two? Is there something that's kind of like a nice <laughs> match that you can just follow? I don't know if there is. <laughs> I don't know. I recently started following um, a new Instagram public relations person on my business Instagram page named Phoebe Parks. And she oh. kind of utilizes um, Instagram to teach business people how to use Instagram correctly for their own personal marketing. So I've started following her, but I really need to get down and dirty and like go back to the beginning of her posts and her and 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 kind of follow her from there to kind of learn more about how to utilize Instagram correctly. Yeah, I think that's good. And then you have to kind of assess is that my style yes oh yeah for sure because I feel like because I've just started following her recently I feel like I'm like you know when you're like halfway in in a book and you're like but what happened at the beginning I feel like that's where I'm at on her on her Instagram right now is I'm like halfway through and I'm like but I don't know what happened at the beginning so I need to go back and kind (laughs) of look at her from the beginning and I feel like I would learn a lot more about how to utilize it better and and kind of go from there too so I definitely like that's been one of my challenges this year has been you know how to utilize this to my best advantage and and kind of go from there and also also learning okay I I do need to go to Facebook even though I was like I'm just going to do one social media but no I'm going to have to do two yeah and and be okay with it yeah exactly yeah (laughs) and then like just slot time in every week to dedicate to that and and be okay with that too absolutely well I have to say that 
you and I always have wonderful conversations from my perspective. Absolutely. <laughs> Often they're around books because of our book club. But yes. um, I am so grateful that you were able to dedicate your time to this and tell us about your business and, and even honestly, just for me to learn a little bit more about it. I think it's amazing. Aww, thank you. Yeah. And then we can just finish off with a fun little uh, set of lightning round questions to, yeah. to just end off the day with a good note. Sure. So if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say? <laughs> My billboard <laughs> would say, treat yourself, exclamation mark, with a giant cupcake and then all my business information. Um, I think that's absolutely perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it has to say. <laughs> right? Like everybody just needs to treat themselves. Yeah, and um, and that's and leading into that. If you could turn back time and talk to your eighteen-year-old self, what would you tell yourself? Oh, my eighteen-year-old self, she was a nightmare. Um, I would say you have so much value and worth. Um, so choose the people in your life carefully, and then don't let go of them. Mm, I couldn't agree more. I just, you know, there's been people in my life that were so valued to me and I didn't put enough time and effort into them and they're no longer in my life. And now I look back on that and think, oh, like, I wish they were still in my life. Yeah. And just the reality of the value of a moment, the value of a conversation. Totally. I love it. Um. What does living your best self mean to you? Oh, that my family are healthy and happy. Um, that my friends choose me as I choose them. And that I continue adding to my 19 years of marriage with Jeff. <laughs> and shout out to Jeff. Yeah, shout out to Jeff. And that people continue to love my baking. Ah. I'm sure that will happen. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is funny because we always meet later in the evening for book club. Uh, and it's usually over wine. So I know. Co coffee or tea? Oh, tea. 110%. Oh, you're yeah. you might I be my first tea person. Oh, my gosh. I When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is have a cup of tea. I literally cannot survive without a cup of tea in the morning I that is the only time you will ever see me grouchy is if I have not had a cup of tea in the morning what is your tea of choice oh you're gonna make fun of me am I <laughs> yeah it's Tetley <laughs> oh Tetley English breakfast no well my Nana was 100% English so oh. we would have tea but she went to the ends of the earth like tea with Nana was tea with you know her little tray and all the cookies yes. and in her little English rose garden and so no I, I completely understand tea well so <laughs> at my house so in my later years in life I lived with my Oma and Opa we're Dutch and we had tea time mid-morning and mm -hmm. or sorry, tea time or coffee time mid morning and tea time mid afternoon. And so we same thing, all the china brought out always cookies on the tray, but it was always Tetley tea and both my kids, total Tetley tea drinkers. 
Oh, I love it. You know, I don't even think there are Telly P commercials anymore. But I don't think cute. I've seen one. No, you know what? Maybe because they don't need commercials. They're that awesome. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'd like to believe anyways. I love it. Um, this is something you and I don't talk about, but are you a quote person? I am. I have some quotes that are like near and dear to me, but there's one quote that I think about every single day and it's not even a quote by anyone famous. It's a quote from my Oma that she said every single day to me my entire life. Mm. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. Kill them with kindness. I actually know that because now I'm going to have to go back in my memory and think about who told me that originally but I use it all the time I w- my kids have heard this their entire lives because my I we, we've always said to our kids our job as your parents is to make sure that you turn out to be kind and responsible human beings and in order to do that you need to kill them with kindness and that means no matter what no matter who says what no matter who does what if you kill them with kindness nobody can say anything bad about you oh And that's what I was brought up. That's how I was brought up. Like I was just brought up to do that. And so you will never hear me say mean things about people or to talk about people's relationships or marriages, because I believe that is off limits and completely confidential to those people. And it's sacred. And I just believe in confidentiality and just, yeah, I just think that it's an important thing in life is just to be kind well, it's a uh, it's paramount, really. Yeah, and it also stops your brain from being polluted with a lot of unneeded thoughts. Yes, I I, I totally think that too. And I mean, this is also pre Dr. Bonnie and her be kind. But I just I think that by just doing nice things for people, like they'll hopefully never think badly of you. And I just I love doing things for people. And, and just seeing smiles on people's faces and bringing people joy. Like I just, that literally is what makes me the happiest. Hmm. Well, I would say that anyone who lives in the area or outside of the area should absolutely check out your Instagram because your photos, (laughs) every time it pops up, I think, Oh, when can I order something (laughs) for the next event that I, I have to go to? Yes. (laughs) Beautiful. Um, where can other people find you and connect with you? So you can find me on Instagram at all you need is love and a cupcake. Uh, or you can reach me by email at kgaduso at hotmail.com or by cell phone at 604-802-5452. Amazing. I am so excited to see you in person at some point soon. (laughs) Yes, I'm hoping we'll have a book club meeting soon. Yes, I hope so too. We've all been reading. I've been reading like a, uh, I've been reading up a storm, just not really having the book club meetings. So. Did you read my dark Vanessa? You know what? I didn't finish it yet, but it is. <laughs> I've, I've got so many. I'm I'm a terrible serial, like multi book reader at the same time. So oh, <laughs> then I've got I've got about six books on the go right now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's terrible. It's How do you idea. focus on one book doing that? 
you know what I do is I say to myself, what do I feel like reading right now? And then I'll pick one of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and pick it up where I left off, which is That's probably ambitious. not the greatest idea. But <laughs> See, and I have to like start a book and finish a book before I can start another book. Otherwise, it just drives me crazy. And then I just lose focus. Uh, yeah. Well, we're no. all so different. That's the reality. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I miss you and I can't wait to see you. I and I... I'm really found people to hear your interview. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. When you asked, I was just so touched. And like, honestly, that just is the boost to my self-esteem that I have anything worthy to say at all. Oh, come on. Have you ever had a business idea you thought you could turn into a side hustle? or even possibly your main gig? Or maybe you've thought about becoming an influencer, but don't know where to start. Well, friends, stay tuned for the My Kind podcast, airing every Sunday evening, so you can get your week off to the right start, focus on your goals, and get a little inspiration to boot. We explore the world of entrepreneurship and focus on supporting women like you to achieve your goals and turn your talents into a business. Each week, we'll explore a topic related to starting or growing your business by interviewing go-getter women and holding on-the-fly workshops that you can listen to while you're cleaning, driving, or working out. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, or Anchor, and join the community on Facebook at mykind.ca and on Insta at Mind Kind of Business. See you soon!